Hello, crime lovers, and welcome to Crime on Tap. I'm Megan, joined by my co-host, Sean. And welcome to our true crime podcast. Join us weekly as we drink our favorite cocktails and discuss gruesome murders, kidnappings, conspiracies, and more. Share the podcast with your friends, family, and heck, your grandma. Leave a review and make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Crime on Tap Pod. Tune in for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Whether you're driving to work or doing laundry, Crime on Tap will be sure to fulfill your true crime fix each week. And now, buckle up for this week's episode. Listen and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to Crime on Tap. Crime on Tap pod. Yeah, we may be uploading a little late this week. I had it, some but, scheduling issues. What are you talking about? It was totally intentional. Oh. Oh, yeah, it was intentional. Thanksgiving. Right. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Mm-hmm. I hope you're listening oh. with your family. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, if you guys are listening to this episode, we are releasing this on Thanksgiving Day. Um, probably not the best day to drop an episode, but hey, we do things differently here on Crime on Tap. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's going to be with their families and everyone's going to be listening to podcasts, but all the, <laughs> the lonely people without families will be like, oh, thank God I have new content. Exactly. So, I bet there's at least one or two people that will listen to it on Thanksgiving. Yes. Or like as they're falling asleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe as they're standing in line in Black Friday. Or does anybody do that anymore? No, because of the internet. They ruined that. Right? Like, nobody stands in line anymore. So, can't account on that. But I guess as people are traveling home from Thanksgiving, they be like, right. oh, is there a new episode of Crime on Tap? You know, we didn't get to listen to it Monday. So, maybe it's here Sunday. So, they'll be able to listen to it. Perfect. Are you traveling for the holidays, Sean? I am. So, I'm going back upstate. Going through your neck of the woods. Oh, God. <laughs> right? And then we'll be there until Sunday. So, it's about all the time I'm going to need up there. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be, will you be counting the minutes after the food? Mm, yeah, basically. We'll leave there Wednesday. We'll go Wednesday. Oh. All right. So, Megan, I have to ask you. Okay. Because last week, if our listeners remember, we tested our boys. We tested the boys. And we said, send us a unicorn when you listen to this episode. Megan, what's the update? Did you get a unicorn? Of course I did not get a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. So. <laughs> I, I knew I wasn't going to. I like I didn't have my hopes up for a second. Right. And they <laughs> definitely have time to listen and they don't. So I think this is what they call a red flag. Yeah, they don't support us. <laughs> I know. Like, that's so sad, honestly. Like, it really got me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy that I kept all the receipts for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, You're ruthless. <laughs> yeah, I kept the receipts. And you know me. I only buy things that I can resell for more. Mm -hmm. So I might have to just slip a present from the tree. <laughs> And you might be listing it soon. Because <laughs> you just can't help yourself. Can't help myself. I got to be ruthless like that. Alrighty, well, boys, you got a second chance, I guess. But anyways, yeah. 
We thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of Crime on Tap. Today is our Thanksgiving special. Mm-hmm. We were thinking about doing a little cutesy little BuzzFeed quiz moment, but then we're like, fuck that. Let's do another mm-hmm. head boiling in the pot moment. <laughs> I, I was just thinking that. And also, Joel Guy Jr. was also on Thanksgiving. Remember? Oh my God. Wow, we're just keeping in the family. So something about Thanksgiving, maybe being around your family and and having nothing to do but eat and drink, I guess that drives people to kill. <laughs> I guess so. Shit. But we hope you guys enjoy our later on stories that we have about Thanksgiving Day murders. So that should be pretty eventful. But Megan, here on Crime on Tap, we like to have a little drinky jerky while we talk about crime. So what are you drinking on this Monday at 9 p.m. <laughs> I'm drinking water because I'm boring today. Oh, okay. I need something to wash down the shepherd's pie that I, I scarf down in 30 seconds. So. Mm. <laughs> okay, right so this. hot button question. Corn or green beans? Oh, corn. <gasps> oh, you do corn. Okay. Uh, yeah, N- Nick is a, he does peas. He likes peas in his. Ooh, wow. I will not be eating his. Yeah, that that's how his dad used to make it. So he so when he saw that like my family makes it with corn or that I prefer it with corn, he's like disgusted. He's like, that's not shepherd's pie. Um, okay, he's mistaken. <laughs> I've never heard green beans before, honestly. <gasps> really? Okay, so my family, we do green beans. We some well, we mix it up. Sometimes we do green beans, sometimes we do corn. It really just depends on what's in the cabinet that day. Oh, yeah. Also, Patrick, he does corn. So we primarily eat it with corn now, but I am I grew up on the green beans. Interesting. I I did not know that anyone did anything but corn until I met Nick. So it's wow. crazy. Huh. Well, tonight I'm drinking my Starbucks iced coffee French roast in my Starbucks cup that I got on Red Cup Day last Thursday, where you buy a holiday drink, you get a free cup. <laughs> I should have done that. Well, Megan, let me tell you what. Those holiday drinks, $6.58 <laughs> for a medium, the grande. Yes. $7. I was I was beside myself. I was like, is this worth the cup? So you're damn right. I'm using this cup for every beverage I drink in this apartment. <laughs> you're going to make it count. <laughs> I'm making it count. Um, and then it also has the caramel... Uh, Starbucks creamer. I don't know. The Ooh. holiday one? Whatever one comes out during the holidays. Mm-hmm. But like, I just, I'm a little Starbucks girl today. I just didn't realize it, but here I am. So I got Actually, my iced coffee. I got a peppermint mocha frappuccino this morning, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan, if you have nothing left to say, how about we get into the potty? <laughs> All right. So today on current <laughs> events, um, I'm sure you've all heard of the recent, um, what's the word? Tragedy. The recent tragedy. <laughs> Waukesha, Wisconsin. Oh. <laughs> Which is funny because Patrick was actually in Waukesha, Wisconsin, maybe a month ago when he's out traveling in Chicago. He had to go to Waukesha, Wisconsin to go to the lab out there. So he's been to there. He's been to that area and he's like, there's nothing there. Oh, so why were they having a parade? 
I know, like a little wholesome. And Christmas, they're having a Christmas parade. A man by the name of Daryl Brooks, age 39, recently berated a parade, a Christmas parade, mauled five people, killed them, and injured 48 others. And they actually just released the names of the five people he killed. And they were all old people, which in the grand scheme of things, it's better than kids dying. Well, that's why you pause. I was like, okay, all right. So it's going to be all kids. And it's like, it's all old people. Like, I feel like they're going to die anyway. Like, I, Exactly. And you know, <laughs> you know, they were sitting in their lawn chairs watching that parade with their blankets and everything on. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they just look to their right, and a fucking SUV is berating them. You know. Well, also, oh. everyone else was probably like more able to like get up, like yeah, and like move. They probably like I know my grandmother took three people to get her out the chair towards the end. <laughs> right. Like, I'm just thinking like these old people probably didn't have enough time to get out of their chairs and react. So, the five people that passed away: one was 79, one was 71. 52, 52, and 81. And then there's also two other children who are in critical condition. But if you guys watch the video, which I've watched some of them just because it's like hard to watch. And I'm like, I just can't imagine. And it's giving me like anxiety thinking about going to a parade and somebody barreling down people in a crowd. You know, I just couldn't imagine the scene, the bloodbath, people flying in the air. But you, when you watch the video, the first person to get hit was somebody – was the um, the guy holding the big drum in the back of the parade. You know what I'm talking Aww, about? Yeah. The like the, – they, they do the – He even had that one. He had the one on the sides. Oh, the bong, bong. Yeah, that one. He was the first person to get hit. And he didn't even like – nobody was like looking behind. Like was nobody yelling, car – yeah yeah you know did they all just like oh he'll stop he'll stop oh god he didn't stop (laughs) i know i don't know because like you see the video and he's probably like buzzing down the parade for like a good like minute or two and like people were just like watching like you see the car go flying past a toddler and it's like inches from hitting the toddler oh god and see yeah, i, I can't bring myself to watch any i don't think i could do it like it's I one know. thing in a movie like no one's hurt it's not for real but like i don't know if i could mm. do it i don't think i could stomach even 10 seconds right but what i really wanted to get into was mr brooks's criminal history because he is a bad man <laughs> who never even should have been out in the public at this point in time he should have oh, been yeah, I, locked I up. see that he he was freed just six days ago on a thousand dollar bail for being accused yep. to try to run over his girlfriend with the same car. The same car. Mm-hmm. I'm like a thousand dollars for that. That's that's it. Yeah. So he has 22 years of history um, that include battery, domestic violence, cocaine possession, and resisting arrest on several jurisdictions in Wisconsin. Not to mention. Every time the police have gone after him, he has resisted arrest and ran. <laughs> How does he keep getting out? <laughs> mm-hmm. So back in 2020, he was, was charged with second degree recklessly endangering safety and being a felon in possession of a firearm. And that was in 2020 during the pandemic. And it says in lieu of a speedy trial, which wasn't possible at the time, 
um, he was his bail was reduced from seventy five hundred to five hundred dollars, in which he posted in February and was released. Oh my god! So the pandemic really helped him out, I guess. Right, and then which where you mentioned he where he was basically trying to run over his wife or I think it was his ex wife or his ex girlfriend or something with his the same SUV at a gas station. And according to police, she was in the hospital with a busted up face. She had tire prints on her body. Oh my gosh. It was legit. It wasn't like, oh my God, my boyfriend tried to run me over. You know, like he actually hit her. But they're like, yeah, let's get, let's let this guy go. And especially let's give him his car back. It seems like that that's the mode of, of weapon. Let's make sure he has that in his possession. (laughs) Yep. So he was, or actually the incident happened on November 2nd. And then he had a court date on November 11th. It was originally set at a $10,000 bail. So originally he had to pay $10,000. And there's something, I don't know, this is so confusing how this all works. But apparently he wasn't even prosecuted. And they worked out an agreement with the judge to drop his bail to $1,000. So (laughs) that's how he was able to post bail. Does he know somebody in the system? like that's what i'm saying but apparently i'm hearing through the woodwork that um the attorney general in this district or whatever ran on um like low bails or something i don't know more stuff is coming out about it but it don't seem like it's going to end well for the court system in uh uh wakasha (laughs) so he got elected like promising like low bail I guess. So it just know. sounds like the uh, Waukesha, they are just like, it's right? bedlam. It's anarchy. Everyone's crooked. Everyone's crooked. I'm sure more stuff is going to come out about it. Somebody's got to be held accountable for this. But also, minutes before he uh, broke through the barricades into the parade, he was like allegedly <laughs> having a knife fight with somebody in a park where the police were reported to the incident. The police arrived at the park and nobody was there, but they saw Mr. Dale Brooks's red SUV fucking flying down the road. um, Oh my God. (laughs) Away from the knife fight. So they're saying it might've been another domestic dispute or uh, just some other random person he was having a knife fight with. He'll he'll kill anybody. It doesn't sound like they're you don't have to provoke him, right? And people were suspecting that it could have been like terrorism or even like an accident, because I did read about this one case of this elderly man who was actually having medical issues while driving, and he like drove through a mall and like ran people oh. over, but like he was actually it was an accident. Like he didn't mean to do that slouched over the wheel or yeah or something yeah yeah mm-hmm. I, I feel like i've heard about that Which, before yeah initially people thought that's what it was so it was either like terrorism or accident or it was because of the kyle rittenhouse verdict because kenosha is an hour away from waukesha so people mm-hmm. were suspecting that it was you know somebody who was upset with the verdict and they decided to plow down a bunch of people. Well, I mean, I know this is like rationally rationalizing crazy, but if you're upset about something, 
why would you kill innocent people? That doesn't make sense. But I guess I'm trying to rationalize crazy. And I, yeah. But that's just. Which, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be more stuff coming out this Mr. Dale Brooks. And thankfully he's alive. So we can get to the bottom of it. You know, I do enjoy when they're alive. Because I like to know why they do this. You know, they get into the mind of the killer to figure out. I mean, that's the most interesting part, I feel like. All we know is that Mr. Dale Brooks is a bad man. <laughs> yeah, he I mean, he has a record to show that he's dangerous. Yeah, right. And he really shouldn't have been shouldn't have been released on bail for what he. I mean, he tried to kill his ex girlfriend six days earlier with the same car, and also in that red that red SUV was in his music video because he's a rapper. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know this. Oh my god, so that's I feel how... like I'd watch that video it was on YouTube. Uh, I think they took it down. Oh. But that's how internet sluice, because, like, they didn't release his actual name until, like, 1 p.m. today or something. But um, internet sluice were, like, all over it. And they, like, found him. They found the music video, found the red SUV, found his criminal history, and they put two and two together. Is that insane? We don't. Why are, like, random internet people better (laughs) at solving crimes than the actual, like, detectives and police (laughs) like i don't get it i know right it doesn't make any sense but also the dancing grannies (laughs) were possibly victims in the accident so they're awaiting reports to see if all the dancing grannies have made it (laughs) was that part of the parade (laughs) yeah well god bless (laughs) i'm praying for the dancing grannies the dancing grannies they didn't do anything wrong if anything i that sounds like they're healthy and vibrant women so i know right after a year of being locked up all they wanted to do was dance in the parade i know let them let them old ladies have them parade right but anyways all right so that's my report on the waukesha christmas parade disaster so something a little lighter Oh, okay. BTS have made history. <laughs> I love this, the in the switch we have here. I know. That's why I'm saying it slowly to give people time to like snap back, you know? <laughs> so they are the first Asian group or artist to win Artist of the Year. They also won every category that they were nominated for so they had like best pop song best group or duo yeah so they won three awards and also i just have to say because you were just talking about a korean show well squid game squid games is the most (laughs) (laughs) squid (laughs) squid games is the most streamed thing on netflix Oh my so god. It's like, I definitely, I feel like I'm not like one of those, they call them K pop stands or whatever, where they're like, oh like god. I'm not like obsessed with them, but I just think it's cool that like it's a victory for, you know, diversity in the industry. So, well, especially in the States, you know, to have them come over and really dominate like mm-hmm. the awards and every, like every, like the Billboard Awards, they're always winning something. And personally, like, I don't listen to them, but, like, their fan base is nuts. Oh, yeah. Well, I think about it as, like, the the British invasion, like, when the Beatles in the 60s, like, 
they swept America like and it's kind of like the Korean invasion right now you know yeah they're like they're sweeping the American nation and then we also have like Korean TV you know Mm -hmm. like getting more and more popular it's just like you know and I feel like a big part of it is the internet like we're becoming more of a global community yeah I agree with that so Peng Shui, if y'all don't know who Peng Shui is, well, she's back now, but she was missing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you didn't know who she was, she was missing for two weeks after she reportedly on her public social media. So it's some social media platform in China because they don't have like Instagram. Like, I don't think you can post on Facebook or like Instagram no, it's in like China. Entirely different servers and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So she posted on this site called Weibo, Weibo, W-I-B-O, Weibo, and she was calling out one of the Chinese, like, one of the Chinese leaders. So Peng Shui, if you don't know who she is, she's a very famous tennis player from China. She's Mm -hmm. one of the top players from China, so she has, like, the face in China. You know, because there's not really many Chinese tennis stars, which when I heard she was missing, I was like, oh, my God, I know who that is. But apparently on November 2nd, wow, that's the same day Daryl Brooks was almost running over his ex- ex-girlfriend Man, with the something's car. In, something's in the air that Tuesday, I guess. Damn. Yeah. So on her verified account on Weibo, Shuang Pen accused China's former vice premier Zhang Goli, 75, coercing her into having sex about three years ago. After she posted this, the post was swiftly deleted and the references to all of her allegations were gone. And there's been a blanket censorship campaign surrounding this whole allegation that she kind of like put out there. Because in China, you don't really talk about the Communist Party leaders like that. Um, And apparently... This is one of the first times that somebody has made a public statement regarding one of the top leaders. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not going to end well. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's like, you know, talking crap about a mob boss, you're going to end up sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> exactly. But and um, I, I 100% believe her because she's putting so much at stake to, to put that out there. Like, there's no reason for her to not be telling the truth. Right? So she's been missing. Well, they say missing, but I think that's just to really hype up the story because she's not missing. But it's just odd about the ways they went about to proving that she wasn't missing. So she was like very silent for like over two weeks. Nobody knew where she was. The public didn't know where she was. She wasn't out and about. However, like Chinese media and like Chinese people who are like in charge of the media over there because like their media is controlled by the government right whatever the government they can't share media with other countries exactly so there's reports of cnn like broadcasting just their daily tv and then on the bottom right corner know how sometimes they have that like little live camera shot going on Mm -hmm. well apparently that was like live broadcasting in china and it was broadcasting a report of like Peng Shuen. And as it was reporting, it b- blacked out. And on live TV, it blacked out and it had color bars saying there was no signal. 
and apparently this happens often like this is common where the chinese are able to just like cut off communication and signal to other countries when things like this are being reported that's kind of crazy like i didn't know that happened that is so shady well and it's like it's like a cartoon like the colored bars and no signal it's like okay we know that there's okay we know that you that you shut it off like it's not like a malfunction (laughs) okay like we know you're doing this on purpose Mm -hmm. but from this like there's a lot more going on with it like peng shui is like causing an uproar so the chinese government and media were releasing like videos and photos being like she's okay like she's fine like nothing wrong and they're posting just like with these random videos of her like saying she's fine but they're like we don't know when these were recorded some were saying she looked younger in the videos that were being put out than Mm -hmm. she actually did in recent like photos so they're like Mm, conspiracy like is this actually her right now or is this like earlier photos of her they didn't like nobody knows what's going on over there you can't trust anything that's going on over there or is she being held captive and like made to say these things that's the other thing because there's also there's been a history of the chinese doing this where i believe it was with somebody who was playing basketball and they did the same thing they came out against the chinese government were saying negative things about the government and there's reports of them being like detained um being held captive and reports of them being tortured for their comments against the government so they were thinking the same thing was happening to peng shui now also next year in february the olympics the winter olympics are being held in beijing so a lot of people were and also biden was like you know he was saying like oh we're we're thinking about maybe possibly not participating this year because of what's going on in china there are going to be a lot of countries involved to like just not go to china and compete in the olympics but apparently today on the 21st peng shui came on with like the olympic president or something and she had a live like 30 minute interview with them i'm like why is this happening like this is so odd this is so strange Mm -hmm. also the women's tennis association full respect to them because they are coming out in response for peng shui over like business so there's a lot of major tournaments that are played in china through the women's tennis association and they are coming out against china saying that if you don't allow peng shui to like openly discuss her accusations against this sexual assault that she mm-hmm. claims happened from a chinese leader they're going to cancel all their tennis tournaments in china so that's a big thing for um women's tennis alone because the men's tennis league was like yeah he he we, we support the women's tennis movement but we don't support uh, not holding our tournaments in china <laughs> yeah <laughs> well they're like we know what it's like to be a woman we gotta stand up for our fellow woman <laughs> right so i mean respect to the women's tennis association for wanting to drop like all their business there to support peng shui and like allowing chinese people to voice these accusations and just like have a voice in their country because they really can't at all they can't say nothing about the government or else missing (laughs) well and it's funny you should say that that's happened before because they actually did it to a 
well, in Russia, they did it to a pop singer who mm-hmm. came out as gay and they like captured him and like put him in jail, but they wanted to keep it hush hush because he was starting to become more international. So they like yeah. made him do videos and stuff saying that he was okay and everything, but really they were, he was imprisoned and like being tortured, yes. like you were saying. Like it was like, it's so, it's just governments like that have too much power and it's scary. It is really scary. I mean, especially when the government controls the media, mm-hmm. because then there's no control. Like the people have no control. Mm-hmm. And they don't have just, fa- the facts because yeah. they're only hearing what you know, the government wants them to hear. Exactly. So it's kind of scary. That's why I'm like, China is so scary. But already, so that's all we have for today with current events. All right, so let's get into like the main dish. The Thanksgiving dinner, shall we say? Oh, yeah. Let's get onto the entrees. <laughs> the entrees. Yeah. So, oh, Omana Mia, Omanima. <laughs> Omanima Ari Nelson. Can I call her Miss Nelson? <laughs> yes. All right. Ari Miss Nelson. <laughs> so, just to give like some background, she. And when you said this to me, when you're like, oh, her, I was like, this sounds so familiar. Then I realized I saw her on an episode of Snaps. She has an episode of Snaps. Shut up. Yeah. So I was like, I, this sounds so familiar. This so, was an episode of Snapped? This is mm-hmm. nothing like the Snapped episodes we've gone over. <laughs> I know. She's also been compared to Hannibal Lecter. So <laughs> put that in your pocket. But she claims. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to it. So, Miss Nelson is Egyptian-born, and she immigrated to the United States in 1986. And at the age, at the age of 23, she met a 56-year-old pilot in '91 named Bill Nelson. So that's where the Nelson mm-hmm. comes from. Okay. <laughs> yes, thanks, Bill. And they married within days of meeting. So it was a whirlwind romance, I guess. And they met in a bar playing pool. <laughs> I know. So he was probably like drunk and handsy and whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so she was a model, but at this point, I think she was retired and she was like doing nannying and stuff like that. Um, yeah. She was a full-time nanny. So they got married in October of 1991. So we come up to Thanksgiving Day, so sometime in November in 1991, <laughs> the last Thursday of November. <laughs> I can't even say you're exaggerating how fast you're going through this, because this is how fast their fucking relationship was. <laughs> they were together, I, I want to say, not even a month. <laughs> not even a month. Okay, and this is a lesson to, you get to know somebody before you marry them. Yeah. And have a relationship with them, live with them, all that. You need to get to know people. <laughs> Was she trying to get, like, um, a green card? She had already immigrated. So she immigrated in 86. This was 91. Oh, true. So she, it wasn't even like that. I don't, I'm not sure. She has a history of, like, when she was in Egypt, she was the victim of FGM, which is female genital mutilation surgery, which, Mm. so there's many different, like, parts of it. Some of them is you have, like, your clitoris removed because women aren't supposed to feel pleasure. You know, they're just baby machines or to like, you know, ensure virginity or make sex painful because it's only supposed to be for procreation. They like sew some of the vagina. So it's a very small, painful hole. Yeah. And then along those lines, she also had a long history of being passed around with older men to 
make money, to secure safety, those sort of things. So, I mean, you think about in the modeling industry, like the, like that Lana Del Rey song, she fucked her way to the top. Like, that's part, <laughs> I mean, that's horrible. But in the entertainment industry, yeah, a lot of people, you know, sleep their way to the top to get recognized. It's not who you know, it's who you do. If she has a history of this and she's 23 marrying somebody who's 56... So she may have just felt like this, oh, this is what relationships are like. And this guy is showing me a little bit of interest, you know, maybe, yeah. I don't know. The crime occurred on Thanksgiving Day, 1991. Miss Nelson claimed that Bill had sexually assaulted her. And so when they, upon the scene, they do find evidence of like bondage equipment and stuff like that. So. Yeah. It, Where he like been... tied her up and like just had sex with her like... and did what he wanted. But she wasn't on board. Yeah, basically. So, it was not consensual. Um, right. So after all this, he's probably thinking, oh, that was a lot of fun. She goes and gets scissors, stabs him, and begins beating him with a clothes iron. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. To the point where the iron breaks in her hand. Imagine breaking an iron in your hand. On a body. <laughs> so I feel like there's a lot of pent-up rage. Yeah. Well, I was also going to say there's – I saw a reporting of him, Bill Nelson, like selling out Miss Nelson to like his friends for like other like things, like for money, for like to pay off debt, for like cars. He was like pimping out his wife for like other goods. Oh my god. This poor woman – I know what she does is horrible – but man, this poor woman, like she's been through it and she must have just like snapped. Yeah. You know? <gasps> oh my God. It, it's like she's not sort of snapped. <laughs> she really did what snap. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not where the gruesome starts here. Because remember Hannibal Lecter. Okay. So yeah. um, she dismembers his body and cooks God, his what? head in a pot. <sighs> As, as I guess this is customary, you know, this ha- when you kill somebody, you got to boil their head in a pot. Yeah. And then she actually boiled his hands to remove the fingerprints so that he couldn't be identified. She said that was the reason. Uh, wait, I read that she pan fried them in oil. <laughs> she pan fried them in a cast iron skillet. <laughs> so she was just, she's like, flip, who's ready for pancakes? <laughs> okay. And then she mixed up his body parts with Thanksgiving turkey, with leftover Thanksgiving Oof. turkey, and Yikes. put them in the garbage disposal. And apparently neighbors of, like, the apartment complex of the garbage disposal was running for hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine you doing that for hours and hours, putting parts of Thanksgiving turkey and your husband? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is kind of crazy. And so, those parts would allude to, oh, there's is there, you know, eating involved? She was cooking them. Oh, and I forgot. She also castrated him. Yes. And she said that was yeah. like to get him back for all the, the sexual assaults. Rumors began. Allegedly, she told her the like appointed psychiatrist that she cooked his ribs and ate them with like barbecue sauce. <laughs> so I actually have the quote. Oh, yeah. She, a psychiatrist testified that Nelson said that she put on her red shoes, a red mm-hmm. hat, and red lipstick before chopping up and cooking her husband's body. 
She prepared his ribs like in a restaurant and said aloud, it's so sweet. Oh, yeah. But then she denies it. Oh, yeah. She says, I swear to God, I did not eat any part of him. I am not a monster. Exactly. Then one of the prosecutors is like, so why did you cook his body? And she declined to answer. (laughs) Well, and also mixing him up with turkey, too. Like, yeah. So, yeah, that's why the combination of like the bondage equipment the the eating the fact that she was a beautiful model all this it was like talk of the town when it happened it was huge everyone wanted to know what was going on Mm -hmm. she was arrested on a suspicion of murder charge on december 2nd and her trial began a year later in 92 and she was convicted of second degree murder and sentenced to 28 years to life in prison and she has gone out for parole twice 2006 and 2011 and she was denied because of the nature of the crimes and that she was still unpredictable and dangerous and yeah she isn't eligible for parole again until 2026 so girlfriend got five years to come up with um, some good stuff she actually got remarried in prison i did not know this who would have married her (laughs) So she remarried to a man, 70 years old. Oh my God, Um, girl, stay away from those old guys. Right? And while she was in prison, and she says that they had three, we had three day conjugal visits. And she said that there were knives in the kitchen and he never felt threatened or endangered in any way. I loved him so much because now he's dead. (laughs) Was it natural causes? I don't know how he died, but now he's dead too. So she's now the widow times two. Are you really a widow if you kill them? <laughs> Does that count? Oh, no, yeah, you're, I guess. you're a black widow. That's what they call black widows. She's a black widow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yummy, yummy. <laughs> yummy, so yummy. When you think, think of your Thanksgiving turkey, just imagine that they're they're uh, swirled up with some parts of uh, Bill Nelson. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, not really poor guy, because he kind of, like, sexually abused her, so. There were no winners in this. I know. I just think there's better ways to kill. (laughs) That's what you're criticizing? (laughs) (laughs) Not that she killed, but in the manner in which she killed. (laughs) Like, a pair of scissors? That's rough. Mm -hmm. That is, like, like, intentional... Like, pent-up violence, personal. Right? And just not to be, like, equality, but, like, for a woman to kill a man with a pair of scissors? Like, doesn't that seem like a lot? Like, scissors wouldn't be the first thing I'd grab. I'd grab a knife before I grab the scissors, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe he I don't hit know. The, the knives from her. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Alrighty, so that's all we have on Miss Nelson. Mm -hmm. iconic thanksgiving day murder she's one of the most iconic ones okay so this next person he's actually kind of like joel guy jr paul oh i got the vibe merhiggy merhig 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 Merhig. why why can't these people just have easy names literally like john smith (laughs) (laughs) i know literally no one we ever talk about has an easy name well, I guess but, name um, your kid easy thing so then they don't become murderers. Yeah, right? So Paul Merig. 
He looked very similar to Joel Guy Jr., honestly. Have you seen his picture? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have that weird jaw thing that he had. But... I know, but they give off the same vibe, that look. Well, and it's kind of like the same setup, too, of like, he's like estranged from the rest of his family, and they didn't think that he was going to be coming to Thanksgiving. And exactly. He was like very bright, but he couldn't apply himself and had like emotional breakdowns and like, you know, he his couldn't finish fa- school, so his parents were supporting him financially. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. very closely related to Joel Guy Jr. Like mm-hmm. crazy. So this happened, and you guessed it, Megan, our favorite state to talk about. Jupiter, Florida. <laughs> Jupiter, Florida. <laughs> Getting stupider and Jupiter. Well, this happened on Thanksgiving Day back in 2009, where I don't even know where to start with this. Do you want to start with like a backstory? You want to just go right into it? The people that were hosting were Jim and Muriel Sitton, 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 6-year-old Kayla, 76-year-old Ramon, and Aunt Antony, Anthony, Joseph, their aunt and uncle, Carol and Michael Murhig, who is Paul's parents. And so then Paul has two, well, I guess one set of twin sisters, so two sisters. (laughs) Lisa Knight was pregnant, and Carla... Paul had not been invited, but he had told his family that he was going to go anyway. And yeah, so he actually called the day of. It was like, hey, I'm coming. But actually, he was like calling his parents, calling his mom. And he was very like into like the Thanksgiving event plans. Like, hey, mom, what's the plan? What's going on? What time is this happening? But he never told them if he was actually going to go or not. So his mom was like, we don't even know if he's going to show up. So going on a little bit about him, like I'd said before, he was like really good in school and he was prep school. uh, He went to prep school. He played football, baseball, soccer, all varsity, but Mm -hmm. he just like Joel Guy Jr. He was like, something was not connected and he just could not thrive on his own. He suffered from depression and OCD, OCD to the point where he wore two pairs of underwear at all times uh, he was he would shave and shower constantly where you know his skin was raw he couldn't keep a job so he was really struggling and his parents were supporting him yeah and yeah so even his his sister lisa was like i just have a bad feeling about this i don't think he has good intentions right and she was right unfortunately <laughs> which is funny because there's reports of um his peers in school saying like they don't know how he could do something like he did where they said that in his yearbook where everybody's has a page based on how excited they are for school to end, how they can't wait to get out of school. He dedicated his entire page to how much he loves his family. And his his senior quote was something along the lines of, um, I will love you guys forever and always. So very odd and strange how he went from the 17 year old boy who adored his family cover his entire yearbook page in his family, how honored he was to have his twin sisters as his sisters and all the stuff about his family. As we get into it, it's kind of bizarre how the things played out here. <laughs> right. So people were hanging out. They were, you know, Michaela's little girl. So she's, you know, putting on little dances and she's singing and, you know, they've all eaten, they're hanging out. 
and Paul goes out to his car and he's gone for like 20 minutes. And... Oh, well, before he goes out, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're eating dinner and apparently he's sitting there quietly, not saying anything and he doesn't even eat. He's just sitting there so silent, creepy. right? So he's silently sitting at the table and not saying anything and not doing anything. Also, I forgot to mention that um, one of his twin sisters also had a restraining order that got approved against him in like the past year. Oh yeah, because he was oh. actually threatening to like slit her throat. <laughs> and he had actually had one out on her, but he dropped it as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that was like more of a retaliation thing rather than like an actual. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, like you got one on me, I'm going to get one on you. Yeah, me, <laughs> me. <laughs> All right, continue. Yeah, so he's so where we were, he was out in the car for 20 minutes. He comes back and he's armed with a gun. <gasps> I know. So he shoots his sisters, Carla and Lisa, first. They both die. Mm-hmm. And Lisa's unborn baby dies. Lisa's husband, Patrick, is shot, but he survives and is just laying there watching everything happen. Like, yeah. how horrible that must have been. Like, he couldn't go up and help. He couldn't do anything. He was just laying there dying watching this. But he ends up surviving. And he's one of the key witnesses in, like, the trial or whatever. Yeah, he was actually put into a coma, a, a medically induced coma. And yeah. when he was out, when he woke up, he was like, all right, motherfuckers, let's get him. <laughs> Ramon Joseph yeah. was shot in the shoulder. And so her husband, Dr. Anthony, tries to stop the bleeding, but he puts the barrel of the gun to her chest and pulls the trigger so that she dies immediately. Which is so crazy because, like, she's already wounded. You got fresh meat right here in your uncle. Like, why not take him out? But instead he's like, I need I need her dead. Like, why is he killing her? She must have said one too many things. And so, but when he did that, it jams the gun. And so he tries to kill his, his uncle fires twice and nothing happens. And reportedly by Patrick, he said, I've been waiting 20 years to do this. So after the bedlam in the like living room, dining room area, he goes upstairs to where Michaela, the little six year old girl is sleeping. And like, what does she do? I'm, she's an innocent. That's what, what I'm like. What right? the fuck's wrong with this guy? So apparently, Patrick witnessing on the ground, like Patrick got all the tea. Let me tell you what. Yeah, <laughs> as he's laying on the ground, he can't do anything. He's just watching. Apparently, so once he shot her in the back and the hip, he walked out the door, stood there for a second, turned around, walked back into the room, and shot Michaela one final time in the back of the head. Oh my god, he really wanted to make sure these people were dead. Yeah. What is wrong with him? So the neighbors are the ones that hear gunshots and call the police. Mm-hmm. So the police arrive and Carla, Lisa, Ramon, and Michaela are all dead on arrival. And Patrick is in critical condition. He's put in medical-induced coma and then wakes up and is ready He's out for blood. <laughs> okay, what I want to know is like, where was the other family members? Like, they must did have nobody? Home. It was just them left. The calls that they hear gunshots doesn't come till ten, so they were probably were just like hanging out, drinking, and or, oh. you know whatever. And a bunch of other people had left, and those were the people that were remaining. 
Hmm, that makes sense. Because I was like, why was where was the other uncles or something to like tackle him or right. why was nobody doing anything? Where did everyone go? You know, like his parents. Why didn't his parents get shot? Well, interesting fact about his parents. I don't know if you had heard this, oh. but in 1973, Paul's father's aunt, her name was Salwa, had killed her ex-husband and two children and then killed herself. Oh. Her husband, after 19 years of marriage, left her for a flight attendant. And so they got a divorce. And before the final divorce hearing, she was like, oh, can we just come over and talk? And, you know, like, I want to end things on a good note. So the kids Mm -hmm. are waiting in the car. She shoots James, takes the two kids out of the car and shoots them and then kills herself. Wow. By taking pills. She doesn't shoot herself. She takes pills. Oh, So it's like... Hmm, a huge family massacre? Like, yeah. what's going on here? Right. Okay, so after he kills Michaela, before the police even get there, uh, Paul Paul is, he dipped. He he ran as fast as he could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ran out of that house as fast as he could. And there was a nationwide manhunt for five weeks looking for Paul's fat ass. Yeah, he was on America's <laughs> Most Wanted. I can't believe how how does this happen? Like how is he just running away for five weeks? Same same way Brian Laundry did. But they like five weeks. Dang, you know, like I don't know how he could have got that far. But he was eventually f- captured in a Florida Keys motel, where he was then charged with four counts of first degree murder and two counts of attempted first degree murder. In which he then accepted a plea deal and was sentenced to seven consecutive life sentences. So he's done. (laughs) Yes. He's done for a long time. He's sitting in jail. Um, There was reports of them possibly doing the death penalty by lethal injection. But there was also earlier reporting saying he was planning on committing suicide when he ran away but apparently he didn't do that so he like chickened out yeah i guess because there was also he actually shot himself once before in a suicide attempt but he survived and that was i think a year a year or so before he committed the murders oh now that you say that i do i feel like i do remember reading about that Mm mm-hmm but what I would think was strange, because I did read, and you also mentioned that as he was committing these murders, he was like, I've been waiting 20 years to do this. But, like, his peers, and where I mentioned the yearbook, it's all about his family. So it's like, what, what is he talking about, you know? And if he kills all his family, where is he going to get his money from? <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's reports from police and audio clips of when he's getting captured and detained by police after his five week hiatus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, of him, like, he's like confused and he's talking to the police, like, so how long do you think, how long is the trial gonna take? Do you think, or like, what's like the maximum sentencing for something like this? Um, death. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was just confused and like was remorseful of what he did. And he like, just couldn't believe what he had done. Like, even he was shocked what he had done after doing this. But, like... Well, he does have a history of mental illness. Maybe it was, like, a psychotic break. 
Well, that's what I'm thinking. So the defense, I was reading into the trial, and the defense was, you know, obviously going to try to plead insanity, but there was worry that they wouldn't, they weren't going to win because, and they didn't, because he ran away. He mm-hmm. ran away after he killed Michaela for five weeks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, are you, were you, tr- was he trying to, you know, play at something to try to plead insanity or? Exactly. Yeah. Something interesting. The, mm-hmm. the people, the sit-ins where the house where this took place, they actually the sued or they tried to file a civil suit against Paul's parents, Michael and Carol saying that they had the opportunity to stop him because he was saying all this stuff about Thanksgiving. What are we doing for Thanksgiving? And that they, they should have stopped him and warmed them that he was coming. That sounds stupid. And then Patrick also tried to sue them as well because of their negligence resulted in the, in Lisa and his unborn child dying and the judge denied both of them Mm, that's probably for the best yeah that that was very flimsy like i i'm sure that they were they were mad and they wanted to take it out on people and but yeah take it out on uh the the fricker that killed them (laughs) well i'm sure he made the entire family uncomfortable just his presence alone you know like the -hmm. photos of his twin sisters they're like beautiful the whole family was like a beautiful family and then you have Paul, who's just like a blob, you know? And the mugshot of him, he looks like, just like, ugh. Yeah. And, you know, he's got know. all this stuff surrounding him. He's got issues. He's being supported by the parents. And he just shows up. He told his twin sister he was going to slice her throat. And then he shows up for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really want to be eating my turkey around Paul. Yeah, right? I feel like that's a place where it's okay to cut out toxic people in your life. You know, just because they're blood, you don't owe them. (laughs) Right, yeah. Maybe do a little thing with the parents, but not like bring them to the whole family gathering. So that is the lesson for this episode is that, and this is good for, for people around the holidays as well. If your family is toxic, it's okay to not go to family events. Because you never know when your crazy cousin's going to come over and kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I also read that apparently his mom referenced to one of the sisters, I hope he doesn't come over here and kill all of us. Like she actually said that before he came over. Yeah, it was Lisa, wasn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think that wraps up our Thanksgiving (laughs) murders. I hope that you all have a uh, had a good Thanksgiving because you probably won't listen to this mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> yeah, we just kept it light and easy, nothing too gruesome. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> she ate the ribs of her husband and said, It's so sweet. I, I don't think we kept it light and um, not gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just a little BuzzFeed article. Yeah. <laughs> we tried, we tried, <laughs> we tried, we tried. But we thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of Crime on Tap. Be sure to follow us over on Instagram at Crime on Tap Pod to be sure to be kept up with the latest Crime on Tap news. Be sure to listen on all the major streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Podbean, Podbean. <laughs> and the other ones. 
<laughs> and the other ones. Um, be sure to share with your family and friends. We really do appreciate the support. And oh my God, Megan, we are almost into December. It's the end of the year. And we have one more month left of Crime on Tap 2021. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be releasing season two next year. <gasps> season two. Oh my God, two. <laughs> two. <laughs> but already, Megan, let's sign it off. See you guys next time. Where crime, crime is always, always on, on tap. Gobble, 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 gobble. Oh my god, I love it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>